<laughs> that's what a ratchet folks say. Oh, okay, okay. That's what a ratchet folks say. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Rochetta no rochetta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, welcome back to the Bloom Line. It's your right? host and mm-hmm. content creator. First of all, you messing up because I like to flow. Get your life. Make sure the phones is on um, silent, please. Interrupt, okay. right. I'll go back to you. Edit your freaking... Make sure I get my credit this time because you, you be okay. I got, you, I, got you, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Going back to editing. Anyways, as I was saying before I was rudely interrupted, you are not the producer of this show. Okay? <laughs> okay, then I just uh, take a creative director back seat. I'm her. So, anyways. Welcome back to the Blue Line, guys. It is your host and content creator, Michelda. And I have two very special guests with us today. I'm so excited. And this is like my second interview of being in the same place with my guests. So this is great. I'm in Tampa, Florida right now. Uh, They just hosted me for about four days. When I say they can cook, (laughs) it's this sauce. Okay, look, y'all. This is sauce. (laughs) that Omari makes that he really just needs to bottle it up and put it on somebody's shelf whatever they are willing to take it if not we need to create a website or something to sell this stuff because it's so good but we did do a mukbang on my youtube channel so make sure you look it up and watch that video it was a really great conversation but i'm gonna go ahead and shut up now so that they can go ahead and introduce themselves let's go first um, I can go first. Uh, my name is Omari, um, aka Jermaine as well. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram. Um, that's pretty much about it. I don't really don't care for Twitter, but that's me. And apparently, the best sauce creator alive. At the Hello. <laughs> that sauce smell like somebody grandma house, y'all. Like the sauce that you actually make. Yeah, like you know, he, I, I hear that a lot. Look at the wrist, like whisking as he was pouring, <laughs> as he was, it was good. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, peace and blessings, everyone. My name is Marquise Cordell. Professionally, I go by Marquise Cordell, the entrepreneur. I am here with my good friend, Chels, and I'm here supporting her. And follow me on Instagram at underscore M-A-R-K-Q. I do great things, but I will allow you to see, and I'm not going to tell you who I be. Ooh, okay, so how do we know each other, Marquise? Um, we met in 2014 in South Florida. I was actually moving down there at the time uh, through a mutual friend of mine, uh, R, excuse me, and we were both working at her fashion event. I was doing like creative direction and fashion design, and you were doing event production, event planning, um, and then I just kind of came in, and I had a plan, and you had a plan, and we met each other, and then, you know, we were just destined to win. Yeah. I rhyme a lot too, by the way, y'all. So, and it's naturally. So, sorry. So, uh, when I first met Marquise, I knew we were gonna be friends like forever and ever. I love the professionalism, his spirit. He was so kind, and normally in a fashion industry, people do not have positive attitudes, and so he treated everyone with respect. And I was like, he know his beep. And I was like, okay, that's definitely someone I want to work with in the future. And the next day, I told him, we're going to be friends forever. And he was like, yeah, I kind of feel that way, too. Legit. So, and we've been friends ever since. But I didn't even know it was 2014. It's been a long time. 2014. It was May 2014. Wow. Yeah. And how I met Omari was through Marquise. And so I found out that they were dating... And so I followed him on Instagram and I was stalking him (laughs) on Instagram. (laughs) And so I would see a lot of his posts and things and Marquise uh, would tell me about him and stuff. And so I officially met him when they came to pick me up in my favorite car. Oh my gosh. He has an Audi, guys. It's black and it's beautiful. It has a 
custom grill with custom rims. They're black. It's just black on black. It's just beautiful. And I got to drive it. Thank you. You're welcome. How, how was that? Oh, listen. We don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I see why you be... Mm-hmm. I don't know that, who you that, are. That instant turbo. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm life. telling you. It and that, it really, I was like, this is the kind of car Michelle don't need to be driving. <laughs> I started talking about myself in a third person, like, <laughs> this is the car that you need to be driving. Absolutely. You know, oh, I'm happy that you got to enjoy it while you were here. Yeah, you guys have been such great hosts. I really appreciate y'all no opening your well, Thank you. Me. You know, that's, that's one of my biggest things is I, I was, was told that I should probably do hospitality. Um, like a bed I'm and so, breakfast. I'm so good at it, right. And, uh, you know, that, that's why I can't wait to walk into my next business venture with, with this spa. It's, it's, I'm excited it's, about this spa! It's going to be, I mean, incredible with the five-star service concierge experience from the moment you walk in all the way until you're all done. So, it's, it's definitely coming, for sure. Ooh, y'all better follow him on Instagram, y'all. Like, I already heard the concept. We're not going to give you too much sauce because ain't, ain't nothing copyrighted trademark yet. So, y'all already know. Right, right. We do business the right way around here. Absolutely. And so, but look forward to that. That's going to be freaking amazing. It's going to be in Tampa, Florida. And I'm super excited. Yeah. I'm going to be the first customer. So, <laughs> prepaid. Awesome. Awesome. Well, like I always said, you know, for close friends and, and dear to my heart that are helping with this experience, um, definitely you'll always have a spot available for you. So, mm, always. Look at the blessings <laughs> of God. I just, just rain it on down. I'm going to take it. <laughs> but what we're talking about today, you guys know it's February. We're talking about love because you know your girl love love. <laughs> and so this is going to be um, a very interesting conversation because um, a lot of people are having a bit of an issue with um because this top this episode is called black love and so clearly um i'm talking to two men who are in a relationship with one another that love each other and so um there's no discrimination on this podcast at all and so we're gonna be talking a little bit about their relationship a little bit about their faith a little bit about their journey um and there are two black men who love each other so yes we're about to have that conversation and so where should, where should we start we've been having such so many great conversations i don't even know where to start well i mean i guess i, I don't mind sharing our story about how we met yeah let's do that yeah oh because marquise do hair too y'all y'all need to follow him because he's right he, <laughs> he does like a million different things oh my, and, and he does it well very well takes a lot of pride and passion in what he does thanks guys and um you're welcome yeah. and <laughs> he, he takes a lot of pride and passion with us mm-hmm. and is very patient so you know which is one of the reasons why i really strongly appreciate him not just as my my soulmate but as my my best friend and also my buddy so um pretty much kind of just let me interject real quick he said best friend and buddy so you know i had to interview him first before i like let him claim that (laughs) because i don't just trust anybody with marquise because he's an amazing person and his heart is so giving and loving and so dedicated and loyal to the people that he um you know attaches himself with so i'm glad when i met omar and he like passed and i was like marquise don't you mess this up for us Yes, absolutely. So, um, one of the the funny things about how we met was uh, I was a hair client of his, and we both knew the same individual. They went to high school together, right? You and Queen went to high school together. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to have some locks again, and she was like, you know, I really don't do that, but you know, I was getting. Um, the the Crockett locks in and so on and so forth and I was like you know what I kind of want a permanent solution because it's only lasting for like a couple weeks. She was like, well, I know you know a friend of mine and he does very very great work and so on and so forth and she was showing me his Instagram and everything and she was like you know I think you guys would be really great friends and I was looking at the pictures and so on and so forth and I was like you know I'm, I'm not sure about that but I'll, I'm I'm willing to go ahead and give it a shot and um, I reached out to him a couple weeks later after I got the contact information and and we set up a date and time to meet up and have the consultation and you know this the vibe when I first met him you know when he, when I walked up to him and shook his hand and you know we sat down and we were talking about you know my 
my goals with my hair and everything, what I wanted to do, and just notice like how bought in he was and, and the smiling and, and just the great connection. It was just instant. Mm. And um, I, I did catch him looking at me in some areas, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We got to keep it PG-13. Right. Keep it PG-13. <laughs> but other from that, you know, we just hit it off. And then even weeks up until it was time for my hair install appointment, um, you know, we were corresponding back and forth and, and having a great conversation. And, and then he invited me to a couple of his dance classes and so on and so forth. And I went. And I'm, I'm very happy that I did. Mm. Yeah. Um, everything he said. <laughs> Why are you acting so bashful right now? And shy. I'm not acting bashful and shy. It's, excuse me. I, I, I was ready, but I'm just like, just taking everything in. And um, I like to let him take the lead. I don't always like to be the person that's just like the center of attention. And, you know, just like, uh. But, um. I don't even know. It's just so much. It's been, like, a, a great process. Like, my main thing, though, with, like, being with Amari and just letting someone into my space again was uh, creating a friendship because that was that's something that was very vital to me because, like you all said, yes, I'm a great person. I'm amazing. Great energy. But people latch onto that and people try to steal that and people want to be addicted to that so you can't let everyone into your space intimately or even just in general just because for the simple fact that you never know their motives and you know there's like things out here that can detect attach onto you and they can be very hard to get off and you know I've, I've i've been i've experienced that and i didn't want that to be the case so i took everything very slowly and you know and just <clears throat> received it for what it was and i i'm just really grateful that i did because you know now it's something that is just just very beautiful that i'm very grateful for you know every day is just like it's it's a breath of fresh air just knowing that you know someone i have someone that's not only like a friend a lover you know we can do business with a partner laugh at joke at annoy them you know i do i like to annoy people i do i do Especially, like, that's my way of, like, showing love, too. Like, I'm very loving and knowing. Um, but you you love it, though, and you feel appreciated. Yeah, I get on your nerves, but I'm like a Sour Patch Kid. You know, first I'm sour, then I'm sweet, you know, so. It's a Gemini thing. So. I know, right? And that's the crazy thing. Me and Marquise's birthday mm-hmm. is, like. A few days apart. A few literally. days apart. Literally. <laughs> oh, it's wow. It's amazing. It's amazing. But when he first came to me, um. And told me that he was gay. He was so afraid to tell me. And he was like, oh, I didn't know if you're going to judge me or anything. And I was like, Marquise, I don't care. <laughs> like, that has nothing to do with me. Like, you've been a great friend to me. I Like, I didn't assume anything or anything. I really did. I was really not bothered by it at all. But um, it was something that was starting his journey of really discovering himself outside of the impact of people in in society and and I think that was like his first step of really just coming out to himself and saying those words out loud and and being accepted by you know his peers and and people that he admired and looked up to and um and so it was I was I was like thank you for trusting me <laughs> like <laughs> thank you for t- trusting me with your truth and so um I know for both of you, your coming out stories are very, you know, you, Amara, you were telling me that it was kind of hard. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, you know, especially growing up as, in, well, in, in a Caribbean family, um, when that's not acceptable, especially, you know, when, when you have a lot of ignorant people that just don't know anything right you said you're caribbean what do you mean uh, as far as what nationality um jamaican Ooh, lava. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i so. love jamaican culture like the food the dance everything. Mm-hmm. absolutely and i love my country too and i just didn't want my family to feel that it was gonna be, cause me to be different or if i was just gonna you know, want to be a woman or whatever the case may be. That just wasn't the case. I just really wanted to be my true self, and I wanted them to know that. And um, 
I really didn't do it in a way where, hey, everyone, I'm gay. No, I just, I just kind of hid it for a long time, and that's probably what the problem was. And it kind of blew up between me and my mom and, you know, ended up um, causing, you know, some mental um, issues in the family, uh, you know, and, and also, you know, all, mental abuse, I'm sorry, and physical abuse. Mm. Um, which caused, you know, some issues and law enforcement was involved and so on and so forth. So I just decided to, uh, to kind of just move away. So I moved out and have been pretty much on my own since then. And that was back in 2012. How old were you? Uh, at that time, I was 17 going on 18. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. But one of the things that you mentioned was your family was concerned of whether you're going to turn into a woman or whatever. And it's one of the things that I mentioned, like watching YouTube, mm -hmm. um, just how you guys interact and the way that you guys move, you guys are both very masculine. Mm -hmm. You guys dress in masculine clothes. You uh, don't have the mannerisms that normally um, people, I guess, flamboyant mm -hmm. um, men are within your community. Mm -hmm. And I found that really interesting. I had never seen a, you know, a gay couple that were both masculine. Mm. What has that kind of um, journey been like for you guys? Mm. I don't know. It's like everyday life for me. Like, um... I never really, like, conform to, like, labels or stereotypes, but I will say that I am multidimensional, so, like, if I want to tap into my feminine side, like, I'm super comfortable with it. If I want to, you know, be flamboyant, I'm okay with that. I, I model, and I've been a professional dancer since I was 13, so, like, I do about 10 different styles of dance, so, you know, you have to learn how to be fluid and not allow things to constrict you. And as a performer, like, that was easy for me because I was performing. And it's it's something that, like, it's a fire that burns inside you. So whatever you are, you're, you're that times ten. But then when I would get off stage, it would be um, back to my introverted self. So even, like, now doing this, like, I'm in my, like, introverted self. So I'm just not, like, that performer or that... <clears throat> person, mm -hmm. you know, right? Because you I'm be just, showing out when you on somebody's stage. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just me right now. And, and then I tell people this all the time. Like I'm, I'm very like introverted, extroverted at the same time because like when I'm just around like close friends and family, like I'm literally just chilling like this, you know. But then when I have to become that thing, oh man, I'm getting a phone call. When I have to become that thing, that person, then it's just like, okay, boom, here I go, here I am. Um, so, so for me, like the masculine versus feminine thing, um, I don't know. I have my days, but you know, I know that I'm a man at the end of the day and, um, it, it just, it's, it is what it is. Like, I, I never really like looked into it like that, honestly. So I don't know about you, Amari. I mean, I've never decided that I wanted to be a woman or anything like that. I always, just like Mark Week said, um, I'm a man. You know, and I'm mm -hmm. going to continue to be one. I never had a desire to wear wigs or, you know, wear makeup or dresses, so on and so forth. I never had that desire. I'm going to do that one day, you know, never know. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I, I I have thought about, you know, oh, you know, what if I tried this haircut or whatever and it did look a little feminine. But I, I really didn't care. I just always was about feeling comfortable within myself. Um, now... I'm not, I wouldn't knock anybody that, you know, say for instance, they feel like they want to be a woman or whatever the case may be. I, I, you know, I always say if that's what you want, then that's your, that's your desire. Um, but me, myself, I'm very comfortable with being a man. I'm very comfortable being in my own skin and, and, you know, we, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm weird like that. I'm, I'm cool with us having on the same clothes and everything and I don't see anything different in it, so. Right. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting because um, a lot of people don't really see mm -hmm. um, two masculine men together. Mm -hmm. Often it's always like either a feminine or a male energy, right. I guess, right. is what they what they say. Because I'm asking these questions because I'm learning, you know, I'm trying right. to learn more about the community um, that you guys represent. And so um, I, I found it fascinating. I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, then, <laughs> yeah. you know, not, not in a, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. trying to yeah. say anything, yeah, but we understand. it's just like, wow, I had just never experienced it, I guess, because in uh, TV shows or mm 
mm-hmm. um, you know, music videos or like whatever movies, right. it's always portrayed differently. Right. Um, and and the, the one of the things is I I'm trying to break tradition. I'm trying to to not have the traditional husband and wife type of atmosphere. Um, in in the future, me me and Marquise, you know, we want we want to be parents and. And we don't want to make it seem like, you know, one's a mom and one's a dad. You know, we're, we're both fathers. Right. And that's how we want to come off and, and, and raise our children. And, of course, we want to tell them, you know, whatever you love, we're going to love you the same way. So if you want to be with a woman, you can be with a woman. If you want to be with a man, you can be with a man. You know, we're not here to judge you. We're here to support you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know what's um, interesting is that some people might uh, say that um the leniency mm-hmm. in you allowing your children to be able to mm-hmm. be free to do whatever is because you desire to be free to be with whoever you want mm-hmm. and kind of like we talked about like the whole faith uh thing you guys both of you believe in god and um have a spiritual relationship with him mm-hmm. and so i know um you guys want to become parents and and get married and there's a, a a lot of people in the Christian community who feel as if um, those things is not something that you guys should be able to experience because of your uh, sexual orientation. Right, and I have a, a whole slew of different things to argue that, and that's that's a whole other session within itself. Absolutely, but you know whatever these individuals think that's that's them um they're they're not the ones that are allowed to judge me so you know if they feel that way and i'm sure marquise can agree to this that's their business mm-hmm. um life is still going to continue and um a sin is a sin and it doesn't change for whatever it is right mm-hmm. so i i respect you all cuz we we've talked about this because you guys have given all god the glory and the credit and you guys always say that you know you're fully aware that you both are men Uh and so there's really no sin above another and so you acknowledge um your part Mm -hmm. in the way that you decide to to live your life and that i think that's very honorable right you know my with, with my belief i believe everyone is born and when they're born they already know who they are and who they want to love and I don't ever want to... I, I hate when people say, you know, oh, it's your decision. It's No, it's not a decision. If I would have known... I've I known already that if I were to say that I like men in my family, what, if, what would have already happened to me? Do you really think I would really want to do that? Mm. No, I don't think anybody wants to do that. So I really, really think... And, you know, it's been scientifically proven that people are born to know who, what they want to love. Mm. You know, so... Uh, but like, like I said, that's that's a whole nother, another podcast in itself. <laughs> <laughs> right, what can we say to you? Because I know you and I talk about Christ all the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm more open-minded about it. I just realized that our religion comes from a um, universal truth, but within cultural upbringings and over time, they've separated into different aspects and mm-hmm. different things around the world, but at the end of the day they all have like the same attributes to them but slightly different um like praise and worship praise and meditation those are uh i mean slightly different aspects of understanding right in okay a sense. in that sense okay. yeah slightly different aspects of understanding but at the end of the day it's all love and it's all you know um coming together as one and some are more extreme and others are more lenient but myself i i choose and um the way i was brought up you know my godparents always told me that god is within me and even when i would go to church with my family because i grew up in a christian church um with my grandma and everything um but it just i didn't feel it like i felt it but it wasn't all the way there like i knew it was just like a disconnect with just like not saying jesus in a sense but like that representation of this white man, I don't even like to say white, this European image while everyone else doesn't look like that. So it's like, how can that be my God? And I was created from this and that doesn't even look like me, you know? So that that was one of the things that I always just like, kind of like, hey, what's up with this? And then when I was about 12, you know, I really got imprinted on um, by my godparents and they put me in my first West African dance class and, 
you know, I began to understand, like, my culture about, you know, the continent and, and the traditions. And, and this was not even nothing related to religion whatsoever. Right. It was just all dance. And just from that, it just empowered me so much. And I didn't realize the connection that I was connecting with to the point to where I was realizing that, like, you know, we are our ancestors. That we are all created from the same primal force you know, that created all of us. And that, that force is a loving one, not one that separates this mm-hmm. from that or says you're bad and you're good. Like, that's not what it is. It's always unconditional love no matter what. And just with me, like, understanding that unconditional love is always received and it's always given, but it's just a, a mindset. And if you don't have that mindset, you're just like, I don't know, you're, like, susceptible to whatever anyone can tell you. You know what I mean? Right. So that was always, like, my mentality with everything and every every decision that I made. It was just always giving myself unconditional love first and those around me until they, even if they hurt me, you know, I'll still give them unconditional love, but I'm not going to be whatever I was to them prior. I'm going to separate myself and love from a distance, but... My thing is, it's, it's, I always keep good energy and I, I put out good energy no matter what anyone does to me. Mm-hmm. Just for the simple fact of, at the end of the day, I control my reality. I control my space. And I'm not going to let anyone live rent-free in my head for a decision that they made and whatever that they have going on. So if someone chooses to... Um, if they choose to not understand my point of view, that's cool. I'm still going to love you and respect you, but I, I see that you, your mind is not ready and your spirit is not ready to understand in, things that are outside of your own world and your own perspective. Exactly. So. I think that's a really great point because I always tell people God gave everyone free choice. Mm-hmm. Everyone has free will. Everyone has agency. They're able and have the right Um, to choose whatever it is that they want you know not everyone always uses it in the best way because there's people out here killing folk and kidnapping folk and and doing all types of things with their gift of choice which sadly you know um god gave it to everyone but it's like these labels and these restrictions and these separations like god does not work that way Mm -hmm. not saying that he is happy with our choices all the time but um he's not here to sit up here and be like oh well you going to hell you going to hell and like that's not what he's about and so i always feel so saddened by the human race and where we are right now where people will literally combat with hate but they say they love you. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. No. And it's like, especially amongst the African-American community, it's like you've went through so much oppression and so much discrimination and so much hate for hundreds of years that you could turn around and just do it to someone else because they're different from you. That's that's crazy. It's, it's so sad. It's beyond crazy, but at the end of the day, until we come together and realize and have these conversations with self and have these conversations with others in regarding ourselves, we can't move forward. There's a principle in, um, it's called Sankofa. I don't know if you guys seen it before. It's like a, a backwards duck head. That sweater that I just made, that's one of the principles on there. That's what the backward duck, duck means. Sankofa, it means return and get it. Saying that you cannot move forward without acknowledging your past. Mm-hmm. So you can't, go forward without realizing the things that you do, the things that you said, the thoughts that you thought, the emotions that you emitted, you know what I mean? And you can't move forward until you see what you have done and see where you have come from to, so you can actually get understanding to take it to the next step. And that's with any and everything. It's just it's just a concept. Right, and I think everything needs to be done in love. Those conversations, there's conversations that are happening today, but it's not progressive. And it's not like the other side of the conversation where let's, how can we move together as a people, you know? Mm -hmm. But I know like doing a lot of the personal development self work that I know that we've talked about, like, how was that able to help you kind of prepare for your union with Amari? Because I know that there was, you were really closed off to relationships at one point. Yeah, I definitely was. Um, Just from... When you're a nice person, it's a quote that says, nice guys always finish last. And it just, it literally, like, lets you 
see that people can manipulate you. And I wasn't even aware that I was being manipulated until I was, you know, drained multiple times. And I'm just like, I know I have all this talent. I know that my worth is so real, but why do I always feel so weak around this person or after I've done something or why am I not receiving the credit that I should, but why am I bending over backwards? And then I, I realized spiritually, you know, open my eye <laughs> to really uh, adjust and look at the people who I was around, what I was doing, what I was partaking in and seeing the emotional strain and the spiritual strain that came along with those activities and people. And once I realized that, you know, I, it kind of scared me for a second, but then I couldn't get scared. I have a quote that I live by that says, fear is temporary, but regret is forever. But it's you, you can't be afraid. You have to use that, that fear to overcome it with that little ounce of courage so you can then level up. And once I did level up and I was able to say, okay, well, that is this and this is this. Okay, now I see, all right, boom, boom, boom. Then I became more comfortable with saying no or I'm not going to do that or if I'm going to do that, this is what's required. And then that allowed me to walk walk with my own light instead of not having um, protection in a sense. And then when I met him, it was like I was in that space of, okay, I am working. Yes, I'm doing great. Yes, I have my own office space. Yes, business is going good. Yes, but I don't know where you came from. You know, like, because <laughs> you, you just, you just, you never know. You never know. And I was just in that, like, space and just coming from abusive relationships physically and emotionally and just... I was in a space of just living my truth and healing myself. And, you know, when you, what I learned is like, um, when you're broken and you're still trying to love, you bleed on people who didn't even hurt you, you know? So I, I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to like hurt anyone while I'm trying to heal myself or, or use them as a life force for me to get better and leave them broken, you know? So me being a logical individual, like, I just had to just be sure that, okay, let me make sure that this is something that I really want to pursue. Because even in business, I always have people that that fancy me, you know, that they're just around me for the hookup, even just, you know, just for energy and ideas. So I have to always be mindful of that. And, and right before I met him, I encountered like four to five people that were just of that nature of what I was just talking about. So then, you know, I gave it some time and, you know, he was very charming. Don't get me wrong. And I'm just like, mm, I saw this type before. I already know what to expect. But he was very <laughs> persistent with it at the same time. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know these light skins. Yeah, the light skins. <laughs> you know how they do. You know how they do. But then after a while, I was like, okay, he generally cares about me. All right. I see this. This is like, this could be a, a great thing. Like, all right, just as motivated as I am. Okay, he has a head on his shoulders. All right. All right, I can, I can make this work. I can make this work, but I still I had my guard up just because it's like you never know. Right. And you never know. And I'm like, okay, before the dating word or this relationship, like I want to be a friend. You know, so I made sure that everything was taken as slow as possible. Literally, I would say baby steps to him. <laughs> like was it like a snail? Yeah, it was it was very Mario very here, like <laughs> We were friends for six months before we officially started dating. Yeah, wow. very snail. I had made sure of that because we're both very busy individuals. Um, the the last three months has probably been the most we spent together out of the whole time we've known each other. Just because like the job he had at the time, he was traveling like literally across the United States, and um, I professional dancer. And it's, at that time, my dance company we it was. February and we literally had 20 25 shows in 28 days and it was just like insane everywhere 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 so we really barely got to talk we went days without talking to each other but that was cool though and I didn't mind that because I knew that you know you were in my bag I'm in um you're in your bag I'm in my bag and we're just working and when we got together it was nothing but like love and it was no missed time and and um, one thing that I really admire about him that I, I can't deal with with other people is jealousy and and trust. And and that, those two are really, like, great characteristics in our relationship that I really love because I don't like jealous people because um, it's, like, 
it's to to me jealousy is love and hate at the same time. Mm. So if you have any ounce of hate towards me, why do you love me? Um, you know what I mean? That's just like uh, I can't right. do that. I can't do that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So Amari, what kind of um, development did you personally go through? Because I know you had talked about like some relationships weren't that weren't always that great. Do you feel like they kind of helped you get to the place where you were when you met? Marquise? Yeah, absolutely. You know, they always say that you're going to go through the, you know, the the raft of the storm before, you know, it's over. And, um, you know, I've been through, uh, you know, verbally abusive relationships. I've had one physical one. um, And just, I was just kind of just looking in the wrong areas, I guess you you could say. And then I officially um, really, you know, put my best foot forward and said, you know what, my next relationship, I really want these things. And I really made sure that I got pretty much everything that I wanted and also looked in the right areas. I said, you know, I need someone that's going to be as supportive as I am and also um, be, you know, as ambitious as I am too, to be able to, to be able to make and attain goals and so on and so forth and and Marquise has definitely been a huge help with that um you know like the house buying process was oh my gosh I don't know how I would have got through with it through it without him um with helping support me and keeping words of encouragement you know even when something did go wrong um leaving my job you know I just left a you know a pretty decent paying job and you know I knew that it had to go because it was just so toxic and he was very supportive through that so you know, really learning from from past relationships, you know, figuring out, okay, well, what if this would would have that individual done the same things? No, they wouldn't have most of the time. So it's really great to know that you have that that one. And it's like, when you know you have it good, you got it good, and you should always Mm. appreciate it. And I always do. I thank him. Thank God for him every day. And I thank him personally every day. Um, for all the great things that he does. So what is your biggest pet peeve? What what does Marquise do that he get on your last nerves? Uh, it's just a little messy sometimes, but it's okay. Um, and, you know, we, we've, we've been struggling with, with communication. We're getting a lot better at it. Um, and just, you know, me, I, I, can, I can have a little, let my anchor take the best of me sometimes, and he's really helped me um, kind of keep that under control. So, Marquise? What's your biggest pet peeve? Um, I would say it's mindset. That's that's about it. Uh, and that's it's only sometimes, not like all the time. Like he can like let other people just like get in his head and stuff like that. And then I just talk him back to you know, back to that good vibrational energy, good vibrational frequencies. Um, I'm an empath people, and if for those who who don't know, like empaths are very sensitive to emotional. Um, emotional, physical, just any vibrational frequencies in general. So, like, I pick up on it very, very quickly, whether it's physical realm, spiritual realm. Um, and, and that's something that I always kind of have been gifted with ever since I was a child. Um, so it's just like once I really got into myself, all right. So, I know that there's some like uh transitions happening within your relationships and Marquise is moving on to the next phase in his career um how are you guys gonna handle kind of like the shift with the uh, long distance and stuff in your relationship I think it's gonna be great um the time apart is definitely gonna be like valuable and it's gonna be growth and um when we first got together like I said earlier Mari was literally like flying around the country three, four flights a week. I would only see him probably like one day a week. Um, and I was, you know, kind of in my busy season, creating collections, um, dancing in shows, directing fashion shows, just so I was everywhere my own self. So it was really like, uh, it's, I don't want to say it's going to go back to how it was, but we were, we're we had that long distance experience already sense of independence yeah in a sense so it's not going to be something that's um that's going to like hinder our relationship if anything make it stronger right how how do you think maria is going to be for you um i kind of agree pretty much on everything you just said um you know we're going to see each other Uh, he'll be down here sometimes and i'll be up there um 
you know, my goal is to not go any more than six days without us um, seeing each other or planning on to meet within that time frame. So. That's good. I know you said um, that you're not really concerned because, like, normally when you are so used to being around that person mm -hmm. um, physically, it's one of those things where uh, cheating or, you know, that someone else gets into um, mm -hmm. your relationship. I know you had mentioned something about your friendship. Yeah, our friendship and bond is so strong that, I mean, we both know that we love each other and we know that we can respect each other and I mean, you know, that's that, that's that, that's just us. You know, we're not I don't know. I'm not worried or jealous or anything like that about anything happening, so well, I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah, I loved it when you said that you trust your friendship enough yeah. mm -hmm. to know that this will just make you guys stronger. Absolutely. That's beautiful. So what do you have uh, coming up, Marquise? I have on the 22nd of March in Tampa, I'm doing a benefit concert for myself. Um, and then after that, I'm moving. Um, and when I do move, it's just going to be me taking the next step in my career and um, becoming a professional industry leader in a bigger city and just getting more opportunities instead of creating opportunities that I want. Just already going to a place to where opportunities are presented and I just have to allow myself to be in place to receive the opportunities. Right. Yep, so that's what's coming up for me. Um, look out for that. I don't want to speak too much onto it. Um, but I know that whatever is for me is going to be received, and what is not for me is going to be blocked. So, yeah. What do you have coming up, Maureen? Um, so currently right now, um, I left Smile Direct Club, my job. I'm kind of happy that I did left that toxic environment and then um you know right now i'm just kind of temping i'm at different dental offices i do work in the dental field so i'm doing that right now and then um working on my bakery it's island vibes bakery um you know want to get some some consistent clients going on with that and and start working on you know full business plan and next steps for the spa so it can be opened um by the end of this year wow that's beautiful so if I could ask you guys um, some questions, mm -hmm. like, um, how do you guys cultivate, you know, love within y'all relationship, keeping it fresh and um, not creating a sense of codependency on one another? How do you guys remain individuals um, in the space that you guys chose to share together? Um, I would definitely say, like, I'm very big on, like, my personal space. Um, Amari knows this as well, too, like, to where the point to where I'd be like, yo, I'm going over here, I'm doing this. And then he'll check on me, like, oh, you need help. And then he's very, like, accepting of me and my personal space because as a creator, like, I, I need that space. I need it. I, I can't have anyone that's just, like, all up under me and what's going on, hey, 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 I miss you, I miss you, I miss you, and he's definitely not like that, he respects my personal space just like I respect his, um, and I, for me, I think that's one of the really, like, a big thing that we both respect about each other is our own personal space and letting each other be, um, and then we also, like, love to have fun with each other because I'm very random and spontaneous, and um, I know a lot of people here, so I always get invited to stuff, and, um, he, at first, he would kind of be like, uh, a little fly on the wall, but now he's getting more out there, networking, talking to people, and, you know, coming out his shell, because, like, if you don't know, y'all don't know me, y'all just hear my voice, but I'm a social butterfly when it comes to, like, uh, meeting people and just going places. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I always end up, like, the life of the party, especially if there's some music there, and I start dancing, and then somebody else gonna start dancing, and we gonna turn out, you know, that's, that's just how it happens. Like, that, it is so true, that's though. That's just how it happens, like, <laughs> so. You can be, we were at the mall the other day. Oh, let me tell you guys this story. So, I woke up in the middle of the night, I think it was like three or four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And so I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was drinking a lot of water. I got to use the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom. 
they have this cute little barn door at, at, in their home. It's so cute. So yeah, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's so sweet. They left the light on, you know, just in case I get lost or, you know, whatever. I know where the bathroom is. So I slide open the door and here is Marquis doing full on. I don't know what kind of spins those were. I don't know what's the correct term. But he's yep, like, like full on doing spins, twirling in the freaking bathroom in the mirror. And I'm like, Negro, it is like four o'clock in the morning. Why are you up right now? Full of energy and full of life just spinning around. I'm like, bro, get out my way. I got to pee. Just, and I was like, sleep walking and i'm sure i was dead <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just like i just used the bathroom washed my hands and i was like done i was like whatever i ain't got time for you right now like and i was saying all this in my mind because i literally was just sleepwalking but he is always <laughs> dancing no matter whether where there's music or even if there's no music there's a beat in yeah. his head anytime in yeah. his head always full of life great energy it's just me, guys. Never a dull moment with Marquise Miller. Yeah. It's not. So, Amari, how would you say, like, you uh, make sure you keep your independence and individuality uh, within your relationship, but still cultivating the love that you guys share together? So, I, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm just repeating after him, but, you know, it's, it's true. You know, we make time to our own thing. You know, um, when I would go to work and so on and so forth, it's kind of like our wait time. And even when I'm at work, I'm not texting him all day, calling him every five minutes, asking him what he's doing. I give him that time. You know what I mean? Make sure that he's already good for the day prior. We'll talk about, you know, the prior day. Okay, you're going to do this, this, this. Okay, whatever. Do you need me to help you with that? No, I'm good. I got this. And then, you know, we'll we'll recoup when we get back home. You know, we have a schedule. You know, I mean, I love him to death. Trust me. But there are times that I do need my space. Right. You know, I kind of go go do your own thing or whatever the case may be. And he hangs out with his friends sometimes just like I do, you know. So I, I just hate the stigma of people saying that they always need to know where their partner is. That's not always true. Let them live their life. They had a life before they met you. Oh! <laughs> you, you know, Rewind! They, right. They had, they had a life before you met them. So let them breathe and let them be themselves. Because if you smother them... They're probably going to leave you, and I feel that a lot in, in our lifestyle and, you know, different um, male and male relationships, they smother each other too much, and that's why it only lasts typically for four to six months, and they get tired of each other, and they want to move on. Wow. Now, y'all know I, I had to pull out my imaginary notepad, because <laughs> y'all gonna see a meme that says that right there like they had a life before they met you boo let them live their life let them be free they are an adult like let them make their own decisions and i think that that was a huge part of like why when i end relationships i end relationships is no back and forth because at the end of the day i have if especially if it had something to do with some uh, infidelity or like trust issues like I can't do it I can't be that girl that's always messaging trying to find out where you are who you with what you're doing clocking your meter like doing all that crazy stuff I be hearing some of the girls be doing I be like I ain't got it it's a full time job ain't nobody got time for it ain't nobody cut me no check I'm just exactly uh-uh. I ain't if got time for it yeah if I ever feel like I'm gonna become that girl I like I'm done like I just let it go and be on about my, my, my life. And that whole checking phone thing, I'm just going to throw that out. I, I don't do that. We, 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 we don't check each other's phones. Um, I, I had his phone literally for a day on me. And I know the password. I'm, I'm not going to sit there and go through his phone. Why? For why? <laughs> do, you, do you feel like those things create like toxic? It does. It's like toxic energy that you're bringing in. Because you're not able to trust him. And, and I mean, I trust him. A lot. And I don't know if he does or not, but I'm sure he does. So, I don't know. But I'll, I'll, I'll let him answer that. <laughs> He's in my phone. little... But I wish y'all could see this expression. I really do. And I, I, I mean, I have no reason to look through his phone. I have no reason to want to answer his phone and be like, who, who is this? You know, there are times his phone rings, there's random phone numbers. I mean, I, I, I don't care. I mean... I mean, apparently, if he's having a relationship with them, it sucks because he's most spending most of the time with me. So, uh, 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Mark, Mark Chris over here, like, I don't know about all that, but. He's uh. being weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying because, you know, this that's, that's one of the biggest things that people. Well, you know, do you check his phone? And I'm not, who got time for that? I don't know. I don't Anybody got time for that, man? But I, I think it's so interesting um, to me. The whole, like, sometimes people don't realize the things that they bring into their relationships. It's like, um, if you have to do all that, it probably isn't a person that you should be with, you know? Probably not. Probably not. Like, if it's to regain trust and that has to take place for a short period of time, I can understand if you guys are working through something, something, you know, but for that to be an everyday, all day, like, nah, bro, I'm not, that's not, mm -mm. I don't think that anybody should have to live that life. But let me ask you guys, like, what do you guys think about the whole black love um, movement or initiative? And I think it's very needed just because um, generational wise, the social conditioning as far as the black family has been demolished. And from all aspects of relationships from father, son, father, daughter, mother, son. Um, and I think black love is very essential and crucial to the next upcoming generation so that so that they can see that, you know, you don't have to date outside your culture or outside, you know, your ethnic group to, to be happy or to be successful. You know what I mean? You can be with someone that looks just like you and has the same principles that you have and have a happy life. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think like sometimes people always say someone asked me um just as an example why do we say black businesses why don't we just say support businesses right mm-hmm. and some people say the same thing about black love why do you guys say black love or like black lives matter like putting that you know distinct distinguished um on a distinct what that I want label, to say you know uh right like you know making a distinction that it is black love that we're talking about it is black businesses that we're talking about it is you know black lives that we're talking about like i know that socially it's been a conversation that's happening more and more but i think your point marquise is exactly it like we need more examples of it representation is very important it's it's very narrow especially black culture you know nowadays if it's not like sex drugs money then it's it's not pushed in the mainstream media so you have people all over the world and they think that black culture and and people that up that represent black culture are just these ignorant beings Mm -hmm. you know and they don't know nothing else but that they're what they see and how they're portrayed by the media, and that's definitely not the case whatsoever. That's true. Do you have any comments on that, Omari? You know, um, I, I'm I'm more of an agreeance in, you know, yes, um, black love is very, very important. All love to me is important, but it really, really is important to see, you know, more black couples together, and especially... Um, black same-sex couples I, I really think it's important because you know it, it's power and showing the strength that we have as as all as one is important so you know I'm all for any type of relationship if you know interracial couple want to be together whatever the case may be but it's really really important to have that strong bond because I mean, we're already having these issues of of people claiming that we're trying to look like the other race as it is. So mm-hmm. why add to that? So right. I think, yeah. So I think it's really important. Yes, because black is beautiful, baby. It is. Yeah, it and is. I think um, because of our history, uh, we don't have a lot of great examples of black families, mm-hmm. um, and so they're either broken mom is in jail dad is in jail you Mm -hmm. got kids raising kids Mm -hmm. you know uh regardless if it's same sex or you know um male or female there still isn't enough um examples of just loving one another companionship um yeah 
families. There are different types of families that are in the world. So yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I I don't understand why people get so offended when you when we say black love or black businesses or Black Lives Matter. I feel like they should be asking themselves like, why does it matter? It shouldn't to matter. you. It matters not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why 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 does that way. make you feel some type of way? Right. Is that not the color that you, the government labeled us as black? Mm-hmm. Like we're just, we're just talking about our folks. That's it. Literally, and I think another thing is that we have been socially conditioned into living in this European world mm-hmm. to the point to where when we want to build our own communities and support our own people and love within our own selves, then it's a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's one thing that the other, the opposition and and the rest of the culture have to realize that we have been conditioned to only deal in your world. So now it's time for you to accept us as our own individual selves as we integrate into the world that's already existed. Right. That was not really created for us. Literally. uh, Number one. But I also feel like people uh, misunderstand when we say black love, it's not saying that we don't care about love in general. We're, we can only speak of what we experience. I'm black, like, you know? So I, 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 my community is predominantly African-American, and so it's nothing against anyone else. I can only really speak on my experiences. Yep. So, yeah, no, it's a sad reality that people even get offended by that, honestly. And I wonder if people will start looking at themselves and, and question themselves as to why it's an issue. Yeah. Why yeah. is that? Even, why is that even a conversation? Yeah, it it has to be a moment of self reflection so that you can clearly see what is going on within yourself and how you've been socially conditioned and how you've been programmed to feel a certain way. And it hurts at first, and it's very, very, very scary to to think that you know you've been lied to all your life but that's just the country excuse me that's just the corporation that we live in mm-hmm. you know so <laughs> i had to i had to correct yourself mm-hmm. that's just that's just where we live at and unfortunately you know we have the media we have these politicians we have these um foregoing issues that are only presented in a biased aspect and now you know as a culture and as a community we're saying that this is not us and we are representing our own selves telling our own stories you know what i mean controlling our own destinies and now we want our seat at the table right so drops mic white hands <laughs> okay <laughs> Clearing the doggone stage. That, that part. That part. <laughs> yeah. So, to end, do you guys have any, like, comments or any, like, anything that you want to address that you feel people misunderstand about the community that you represent, the love that you represent? Um, and um, I'll let Amari go, and then I'll just close it off, because, like, I feel like I'm going to just... I mean, matter of fact, he's over here in his phone, so I'll start it. But basically just, um, it's, it's, a, it's understanding. And until you understand and accept someone on the basic primal human level, you can't point the finger and you can't have and let judgment, guilt, and fear cloud your ability to connect with somebody just because they have different ideas. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the main things. Um, you know, I say this all the time. Fear is temporary. Regret is forever. Some of the coolest people you have yet to know just because of some type of disconnect that you are afraid to lift. You know? So my thing is just love how you want to be loved and treat people how you want to be treated. So Marquise yeah. Cordell, the entrepreneur, I am out. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, sorry, I just got a little sidetracked there, but you know, this was definitely a great discussion. I I appreciate the opportunity, and um, you know, I I hope that this can help someone 
that may be having a difficulty maybe finding love or in a relationship and they're not sure how to help deal with it. Um, no, we're not perfect, but, you know, there's a, there's always room for improvement. And um, I definitely want to, want to help to help someone in the future. Yay. <laughs> well, you guys, as you can see, love is really love. Relationships are really just relationships, companionship, friendship. Uh, we have the same common human uh, desires to be with someone, to love someone, for someone to understand us, uh, for us to have our person, as Grey Anatomy <laughs> put so plainly. Um, but relationships are really about communication, about understanding, about uplifting, encouraging, um, about forgiveness. And we talked about so many different things here. Uh, from personal journeys of healing and preparing ourselves for um, receiving the love that we want. And I love that Amari said that he spoke what he wanted and he started to look for love in different areas in which he was normally looking for. I love Marquise um, knowing who he was and what he needed and making sure that he didn't necessarily control um, the the relationship at the beginning, but controlled uh, the way that they entered into the relationship. And so it was very, very, very enlightening just listening to you guys speak. Just thank you so much for being on the Bloom Line. And um, we did have a conversation uh, through a mukbang video that we had on YouTube. And so um, there's two videos up with me, Marquise, and Omari just talking on some different topics. So if you guys are on YouTube, make sure you look up the Bloom Line and check us out. Connect with us on social media. The information will be in the description box. And thank you guys for tuning in. Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Peace.